You know what? I haven't slept 12 hours straight in I don't know how long, so... That was the first time in months, dude. Oh, man, congratulations. I know. Apparently, I have to get blackout drunk on champagne to be able to do it, so... Oh, actually, I woke up that morning of my birthday, and I actually woke up like I slept in. I don't remember the last time I've slept in. See, that's Granted, most people don't know I have a toddler. I have a three-year-old, but I just do not remember the last time I slept in at all. I think I am broken now. I don't know. I don't know the word. It was your if, body realized that it was your birthday and decided to offer you that luxury. Oh yeah, it's the best birthday present I could have. <laughs> Swear to God, it was. No, I'm I'm just a type that if I wake up and the sun's out, not nah, too bad. I'm up. We're so happy that you downloaded. Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy, and it is show motherfucker number 256. Woo, you already know when this bitch. We out here doing a damn thing. Did you miss me? Because I missed y'all. It's been a minute. It's definitely been a minute, and my sincerest apologies for that but you know sometimes these things just don't work out in our favor and you have to do what you can to continue the show on the road and sometimes that means that you don't get to do fucking shows at all what's up goose in the little chat in the instagram live the one person i see in there but it don't matter it don't matter yeah so there's just outstanding circumstances within the past two two and a half weeks that stopped me from putting out the regular amount of shows that I like to be able to do, but it doesn't matter because I'm literally going to record four shows in a row this weekend so that we can just catch up and just be right back to square one. So, with that being said, the first person who will be kicking off this array of shows that I'm going to throw at you people and hope that maybe one of them sticks to the wall. I'm going to be so talked out by the end of this weekend. I'm just going to do nothing but talk. That's it. Well, uh, I hope you hydrate, you know, so you don't wear out your vocal cords. I'm going to um, try. I am. This person. Uh, no, no, no. I haven't introduced you yet. Well, no, don't you. Don't you steal my thunder. No. Oh, trust me. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, you can talk, but I'm not going to let you not have an introduction. So I'm just a voice. No name. Okay. Just the voice. He's just the voice. Mysterious. In studio today, we've got the man, the myth, the voice. We've got the Midnight Inspector in this bitch. Yes, that is me. I'm Midnight Inspector, otherwise uh, known as uh, Caesar, otherwise known as uh, Chromatic Artifacts. I also started doing visual arts, glitch art, if you're into that. You, you can know. get even closer to that microphone, um, too. Yeah, no, you got to get up and close and personal with these like things. Closer. Um, so, yeah, you know, I have uh, various names, monikers, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm just me doing my thing. Um, and I DJ... Like I said, I do visual arts. I also am really good at IT stuff. If you ever need help with like computer stuff, I oh, don't know. Cool. That's 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 what I do. That's my main gig. You know what I mean? That's what makes me the bread. And then you know I do other stuff on the side. But true that. You know that's just uh that's just how the the cookie crumbles. How can the people find you, sir? They can find me on Instagram, uh, Midnight Inspector. 
uh, also on Facebook, Midnight Inspector, also for my visual arts, chromatic artifacts on in Instagram. You can check out my weird glitchy art on there. And, um, you know, if you want to add me on Facebook, I go by Cesar Mignari. And that's, I guess, uh, all of my social media plugs. Most definitely. You can find the show, subscribe, download for free, as always. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, any of those services while you are there. Give us a five-star fucking review because you know we deserve it and we need that shit so people can see us because for some strange reason, it's that rating system that shows whether or not your podcast gets more traction with people on Apple Podcasts. So why the fuck not? Take 30 seconds out of your day while you're listening to me. Waste 30 seconds of your day right now talking about this. Go to your podcast app because you're literally listening to this with your podcast app. Go there, leave a five-star rating and a review, please, and thank you. Also, find us on social media, Twitter at Steezy Trap House, Instagram at STH Show. Like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group. You can support this show with our Amazon link. You can find that on our website, steezystraphouse.com. Anytime you use that Amazon link to buy shit off of Amazon, they kick us some money back from your purchase. Doesn't cost you anything extra. We get money. You get your shit that you're already going to buy from Amazon without getting charged anything extra. It's a fucking win-win situation. You know what I'm saying? So run that shit up. Find that link. Bookmark it in your browser. Please go ahead. Thank you. And, yeah, if you want to buy a T-shirt, you can do that on the Represent store that I never, ever check, so I don't even know if it's still a thing. Whatever. Moving on from that, you can also send an email to the show if you'd like. Steezy's at gmail.com. Send us any questions that you would like us to answer on the show, any questions for any upcoming guests that you know might be coming in, or you can also record a voice note on your phone and email that bitch over, and I can play it on the show. And then I can either make fun of you or agree with whatever you said or something along those lines. I'm saying I haven't got any of these yet. I'm still calling for people to make fun of me. I need shots fired in my direction so then I can properly fire shots back. But I need you all to pull the first trigger. I can't just fire shots on listeners because that would be uncouth of me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have to be the initiators of this war and then I can claim self-defense and talk shit back to you so i need you to talk shit on me please send me a voice note you talking shit on me steezy's trap house at gmail.com and last but not least if you would like any stickers hashtag tag the trap whenever i send them to you send me your address in an email a dm whatever and i will send you one free trap house sticker take a picture of that shit post on social media with the hashtag tag the trap send it to me I'll repost that shit. It's a beautiful cycle. We all continue loving each other. Boom. Plugs. Motherfucking done. Son. <sighs> Caesar, my friend. How are you on this lovely day in Orlando? I'm pretty good. The weather's good. You know, it's somewhat uh, sweater weather, but yesterday was more of sweater weather. Um, I don't know. Florida's been a little bit temperamental as far as the weather. It could be like cold, sunny, and just really windy, and you're just like going to decide. Come on, Florida. Like, you know, you're usually just humid hot as and fuck. hot as fucking humid. Like you're, you're cold. Now you're sunny. Now you're rainy at the same time. Yeah. The other week when it was starting, well, presumably starting to get warm again, I was offered some night work uh, for an entire week. And I was like, oh, it's getting warm again. You know what? I'll, I'll do the night work. I'll be outside at night. I won't have the sun beating down on me. It'll be chill. 
halfway through the week, cold front, 39 fucking degrees at night. I'm outside. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah, it gets really cold exact at night specifically. My room is adjacent to the window at my house, so whenever it gets cold, I'm just shivering in my bed. But, you know, I just double up and just uh, wear a sweater sometimes and be like that. You oh, yeah, know? most definitely. Like, it's that cold because I, I, my bed's just right next to the window. And Florida, I'm not used to that cold weather. It's the blood thins. Yeah, no, I know. And, and I... I feel like when I was younger, I enjoyed the cold weather a lot more. Now I'm just like old and cranky. I'm like, I want this over and done with. Yeah, Give me the normal weather. Because you like, you'll wake up and you just feel it in your bones. You don't even want to get out of bed. Nope. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, it is so cold. Fuck that. Sh- exactly. It's it's a completely different problem than I feel like what everybody has the problem with now, which is looking at your phone in the morning and then that, trying to get out of bed. That and, you know, more up north people, they're like, they can't even open their doorknobs. They're frozen over. That's We're over here like, I can't get out of bed. These dudes are like, yeah, my whole front door is filled with uh, snow. I exactly. Can't get to work. Exactly. You know, it's, it's crazy. And we're here complaining about that shit. Well, you know, there's complaints, and at the same time, we also enjoy it. We so. have some, va- yeah, I have valid complaints, damn it, all right? I'm just glad, actually, that, you know, the cold can keep me from getting out of my bed instead of looking at my phone for 45 minutes in the morning before I get out of bed. Exactly, you know, while you're putting your pants on one leg at a time, or both legs, if you're trying to be adventurous, or just jump into your pants. I'm about the sweater weather, though. I'm definitely about it. I like rocking hoodies. I like rocking yeah, no, jackets. Layer, you know, you yes. get, you get th- your threads on, a nice little cool jacket. Long sleeves. Exactly. Yeah, you get to you get to be versatile. You layer up and, yeah, exactly. Anywhere else, it's like you can layer up normally, but here it's like, well, I just got to wear shorts and uh, maybe a T-shirt. Exactly. You know? Now, I'm actually what they consider a weird person here in Florida, I suppose, because I wear long sleeves year-round, like, all the time. Me too, and that's only because I normally work in an office, so it's just easy. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm already wearing. I'm just going to wear a button-up, long-sleeve, plaid. I'm very vanilla in that sense. I feel that. I work outside, and I look at it as I don't have to get like greasy with suntan oh, lotion yeah. or sunscreen. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I don't want any of that shit on me, so it's just your natural sunblock i suppose oh, and then you maybe get like a little tur- turtleneck i guess right i should get a turtleneck i do not have any turtlenecks the neck <laughs> the neck skin you know do they make thermal turtlenecks like that they probably do they're probably super fly you know in good colors Ooh. like some like camo or something like Ooh. that limited i don't know you know i'm definitely about the camo life People who know me know I fuck with some camo. I can fuck with some you camo. Know, you, you blending in now. I can't even see you. And you're saying. not even wearing camo. I'm saying. Like, you already know. Yeah. Anyways, my friend Caesar, where are you from originally? I am actually from Miami. I, I was, uh, you know, born and raised there. Um, Kendall, if anybody listening is familiar with that area, it's very suburban, like Shout residential. Shout out to Kendall. Kendall, yeah. So I grew up there and... Um, I moved up here to Orlando when I was about 20 years old. I uh, was like, all right, let me go up to Orlando to go to school. Went to UCF. Oh, well, before we, we can't, we can't go that fast. Dang, all right. No, I'm yeah. like going fast forward. <laughs> yeah, no. So, okay. So how was Miami for you growing up? Um, Miami was interesting because, you know, I, I grew up in a very residential area, but it's like, you know, the city life, like everyone else thinks. And everyone thinks that if you're from Miami, you're right next to the beach. Yeah. No, I wasn't right next to the beach. I was like about a 30 minute drive, maybe ish, like from the beach. And I never really went to the beach that often either. I don't know. It's just like it's overpopulated and 
sometimes you, you gotta go to like hidden spots for good water because that shit gets murky especially the really like south beach area like really populated area so yeah growing up in miami was good um i would say in the sense of music wise because i grew up with a wide variety of music like you know miami bass music booty bass two live crew that kind of stuff Most and definitely. i also grew up with freestyle music if you're familiar with i am definitely familiar with freestyle music really oh yes oh yes how how familiar i, wanna, I mean not I wanna, super familiar I know what but you i know. know about it no i, I, I am like, not no I, I can't say that i'm super okay. versed on it but yes i am aware you know of what exists? i am aware of what freestyle music I'm is what it sounds your like parents listen to freestyle uh, i don't even think they really listen to that much freestyle honestly well, I only ask because my parents listen to freestyle, specifically my dad. He was very into the, the genre, otherwise known as like Latin hip hop. You can kind of call that, you mm-hmm. know, um, he liked it so much that fun fact, my middle name, if you're familiar with the freestyle artist, Stevie B. Yes, I know Stevie B. If you know who Stevie B is, my middle name is Steve because of Stevie <laughs> B. Just Steve, not Steven, not anything Yo. else, just Steve, Caesar Steve. <laughs> Everyone tells me it doesn't it doesn't flow, but I guess I got two first names. You can call me Steve. You can Caesar call me Caesar. Steve. Yeah, C Steve. Yeah, exactly. Damn, son. Yeah, that's wow. how much my dad likes Stevie B. Shouts out to Stevie B, though. And also, the first record that was ever given to me was by my dad, and it was a Stevie B record. Damn, Spring Love. Damn, one of his you know classics. See, that's see, but that's like that's just respect from a father to his son, right no, there. No, and, and he never really played records in front of me. That wasn't a thing. He like I grew up in the CD era, I guess. You know, records was more like early '90s. Like I was a baby, early '90s. You yeah. know, so yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I I know a lot about freestyle. I so was gonna say, yeah, please school stuff. me. Please school me well, on some freestyle. You know, right now. when I was younger, like my dad would be playing out songs. He's like, "Who's playing this? I'll give you a dollar if you know this." I'm like, "All right, cool, I got you, dollar." And then you know, it kind of grew from there. So I know a lot about like freestyle music, which originate a lot. It's very popular in Miami, very popular in New Jersey, very popular in New York. Yes, yeah, in the '90s. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't know that it was like popular in Miami. I thought it was popular in New York, which I mean, I know it is, but I, I didn't realize that it was also very popular Dude, in Miami. It is so popular that anybody my age will tell you they know at least what freestyle is because it's on the radio stations constantly, or at least it was growing up my age, you know. So True it that. was just nonstop. And everybody my age probably has parents around my age and they probably grew up with the same music. So anybody from Miami will tell you like, yeah, I know what it is. Anybody, even if they don't like it, they know what it is. Yeah, definitely. Damn, that's crazy. I'm from Pensacola. So I'm from North Florida where we got zero. Yeah, no, I'm sure the music, I guess, scene was not as popping as it would be more South. Definitely not. No, 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 no. There was one hip hop station that was out of Biloxi, I want to say, and it spanned from Louisiana to Alabama to Pensacola, a little further past Pensacola. Was that like an AM station? No, because it was it like, was a big FM, ass FM. Does not spread 90, that wide usually. Ninety three BLX. Shouts a, out to ninety three BLX. Dang, they got some strong antennas over there. I'm yeah, gonna tell you right it's now. it's. I mean, when your market is all of those states together, just because there's not that many fucking people there it's like it's a whole it spans a little longer which I, I didn't realize until later on in life i was like looking back i was like wow that doesn't happen a lot yeah fm radio stations are within like 
I don't even know the same city most of the time. Like, I have trouble listening to, like, a WPRK station, and I'm not even that far, you know? So it's like, wow, they must have a, cr- a crazy... Se- they must be doing it for a very long time. 93BLX, man. Like, Shouts out to them. That was the only hip-hop station we had. There was zero Latin stations at wow. all. There was none of that. No, no. Definitely not a thing. I mean, we're talking about Pensacola, which was 10 minutes away. My house was a 10-minute drive away from Alabama State Lines. Other than the name Pensacola, I couldn't tell you a single thing about that area. A single thing. It's yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing. There's like, beaches, the the most beautiful close beaches. Close to the water. That's all. I most guess. beautiful beaches in the world, potentially. I don't know. I think Destin beaches are wow. probably better than Pensacola's because the water's clear. But the thing about Pensacola, why people have an opinion that it is the most beautiful beaches in the world, is because it's the whitest sand you can find, pretty much. The quartz level there. In the so it looks good against the water, I guess. Yeah, pretty it. much. It's just like the beaches are just completely white. Just straight white sand. It's it's crazy. It must be really clean beaches at the same time. Yeah, they are very clean beaches. I don't. I haven't been back, though, for a long time. So yeah, That's your hometown? You haven't I been can't. there in a while? It's an eight-hour drive, seven-hour drive. And if there's not a very oh, valid reason. My parents moved from Pensacola so then, right when I left okay, Orlando. Your roots <laughs> kind of moved a little bit <laughs> yeah, then, exactly. all right. Literally, yeah, when I moved to Orlando to go to UCF, my parents moved to Tampa six months later because my mom's job got moved. Oh, so. and Tampa's probably ten times cooler, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's fucking so right much it is. like Ybor City is right yes. there, if not like around yes. there, right? Oh, yeah. And there's always stuff going on, especially for spring break. I heard it's nuts. It's ridiculous. Spring break, like right now or if the week like that just passed. I'm not. I'm, I don't know. What I the, think we're still kind of in spring break limbo. It's like, like the month some, of spring break. Yeah, exactly. Some people had spring break last week. Some people had spring break this week. And then different colleges. Yeah. I'm wow. never having spring break, so that's that's just not gonna happen because I'm on spring break forever, nigga. I was just gonna say perpetual spring break, right? Exactly. That's that 360 deal spring break. <laughs> Anyways, beginning to end. <laughs> Anyways, no. Um, wait. What were we just talking about right before spring break? Uh, spring break, Pensacola. Oh your yeah, hometown, yeah, yeah, yeah. My just, hometown. I was just asking because I don't know anything about Pensacola. To yeah, so there was in the name like it's just country. This really as hell. cool board with an entire map of it. Where did Interlight? I don't. Know, is Interlight like, is uh, one of the well-known skate shops in Pensacola. There's two skate shops there. Is Interlight and Waterboys. Those are like the two well-known ones. Inner Light was the doper one for sure, in my opinion. But Waterboys did have an indoor skate park. But yeah, that that's uh, just like a Pensacola map board, and that that shit has been with me for a minute now. But anyways, it's just country as hell there. So mm. there was no, there was no inkling of freestyle getting into that oh, culture at all. Speaking of country, um, are you familiar with the rapper Yellow Wolf? Yes. Oh yes. Are you, do you? He can see skates. You, he skates? Yeah, no, I actually didn't know that. That that's yeah, a, that's a, that's a sca- that's a fun fact for me. He's pretty good at skating. He's definitely dropped a Switch 360 flip in a music video, I'm pretty sure. I saw him actually when was it? 2 nights ago um here in Orlando what for the fuck? free. Okay, so apparently he just released his own brand of whiskey called uh, Creek Water, right? Creek Water. Creek Water, and he had a a signing at Pat's Liquors which is right like down the street from UCF. Yes. So you could buy a bottle, have him sign it. Wow, shouts to Pat's. Yes. I haven't been there no, in dude, years. Yeah, they have like signings for like Birdman liquors. They have like, yeah, no. They, oh, what th- the fuck? This was a while ago too, at least Birdman. 
No, so yeah. Did so, you meet Birdman also? No, I didn't. I wasn't there. I heard about it. I heard about it. What the? Anyway, fuck? okay. So, uh, yeah, Yellow Wolf was there with his DJ, DJ Clever. If you're familiar with DJ Clever, he's like a world scratch champion. He's on the same level as DJ Craze True or A Track. Like they were all True 15 that. years old scratching, doing some crazy stuff. Say no more. Turntableism, etc. Yep, yep. So signing there, he was signing his bottles. At the end of the day, there was a crazy after party at this like like middle of nowhere. Kind of country bar called um, the Hitching Post in Chuliota. If you've ever heard of it, I have heard of the Hitching Post. So this is a tiny bar, and the party started at ten. Me and my friends get there around like eleven, eleven thirty. You know, didn't want to get there too early, not too late. And dude, it was wild. Yella gave him gave me his like uh, loud little loudspeaker mic, and like while the song was going, had me sing into it, and it was awesome. He sprayed me with beer. I was like a feet a foot away from him. It was. It was crazy, and it was free. We just walked Damn. in. It was a crazy after party, and there was like maybe like 30, 20 people in that in that room. It was amazing. That sounds like a good fucking time. Yes, it was probably one of the best things I've ever noticed or witnessed, and I've never like, I, and I've paid for like you know festivals and shows, and I'm like, I was like two feet away from this guy, and he's like super cool. I'm definitely what what, what you would call a slum American. I think if if it, uh-huh. you know, he, that's his I guess yes. family, you know, that's yes. what he represents, Americans. I know the slum Americans. So now I I guess I'm a slum American, you know. He sprayed me with Yingling and now I'm here, you That know? definitely is like the yeah, that's like akin to being jumped into a gang for sure. Like you get I, sprayed I, with a Yingling in a in a dirty country by Florida bar wolf himself, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty much set for life now. Yeah. No, it was a great experience. And this was like two nights ago. And I'm still like with my roommate, still like re- reliving the moment. We're like, yeah, you know. And he was talking to us. And we were like, yeah, it was great. Still writing off that yellow yeah, high. Would, definitely. Right. Hell yeah. He's about to drop a new album on the 29th or a new mixtape. Damn. And that's just crazy to think about because I haven't thought about yellow in so long, too. It's been a minute. I saw him like. 2010 or 2011 oh, wow. no, or some him shit way longer than i have i just got into him like a year or two ago because of my roommate my roommate like gets empowered by listening to his music because like he really 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 likes his stuff and like really i guess follows him and the dj that he has dj clever is like yeah a, yeah a world-renowned scratch dj he actually we met him afterwards and we talked to him for a little bit and he he since i don't i actually haven't mentioned this i run a monthly record party Right where you can come and bring your own vinyl for 15 minutes, play your own set, do your thing. I didn't even know this. This Sunday, if you have nothing to do, you, sh- you should come through. And it's at where? Stardust, oh, like shit. down the street, five, shit. ten minutes away. You know, no traffic. So if you actually not not if you have records, I know you have records. Yeah, I definitely have records. So come through, <laughs> play <laughs> <Yeah>. some records. <laughs> Whoever's listening, also play some records too. It's it's a super chill vibe. It's our stardust, and you know you you meet other people that collect records, other people that you know just have never played a record in their life, and they're like, oh, my grandma has this. I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, play it, you know. What time and does I, it start at? It starts at six, um, and it goes on to eleven. And uh, like I said, it's just a sign up style, and just you kind of jam out, and anything That's goes. Hip hop, house, funk, soul weird anything experimental i've heard drum and bass out of nowhere and this yes. guy killed it with a crazy drum and bass set. Yes. imagine at stardust yes people studying 
eating vegan food, listening to drum and bass. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yes. know? That makes me so happy. I've got a couple jungle records that I think I'm oh, going to have no. to I'm telling through. you, if you bring those, you're going to get the heads bobbing 100 Ooh, million yeah. percent. And I'm trying to get one of my friends and also Scratches too to come through if you're familiar with Preston Hardwick. Yes, I am. Indeed. I'm trying to get him on through and he he's just so busy. It's funny you mentioned time. Preston. He's actually coming on for his third appearance next Thursday, a week from today. Of course he is. He's so like known throughout Orlando that like I was hanging out with a friend in a random record store and we see his lo-fi tape just on the floor. Apparently he's friends with the people that own the records. Yes, we saw me and my friend Plurble. Shouts out to Plurble if anybody listening knows Plurble. We saw that tape on the floor of Foundation Records and and I, and I told the because we were going to actually hang out with him later on in the day. And it was the first time I actually hung out with him. And I'm like, yo, isn't that his lo-fi tape on the floor? He's like, yo, yeah. And then the record store owners are like, yeah, this shouldn't be on the floor. And they put it like, I guess it just <laughs> fell on there. I don't know. It was just, Damn, yeah. that's what's up, man. No, yeah. Preston's, Preston's a dude. His production is crazy and his studio is crazy. He knows his stuff. Yes, he does. Wise. Yes, he does. I'm trying to get him in. I've been trying to get him in here for the longest and just to rework like everything in here. Oh, no, yeah, he'd literally be able to tell you the acoustics. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. He'd be the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, when he he was, it's funny, he was actually talking to me about this uh, yesterday or two days ago. He was like, hey, man, I want to bring some mics with me just so, you know, it sounds, like, beautiful when I come in. And I was like, well, shit, I can't have things sound beautiful. It doesn't sound beautiful already? Fuck. (laughs) I was like, damn it, I don't want it to sound beautiful for one episode and then go back to not sounding beautiful. There's a difference between beautiful and raw. You know what I mean? Fair and enough. So you're raw. You can also be raw and beautiful, but you know it, it's kind of hard. I like it, to think that I'm both, know. but I can. I, I will always take constructive criticism. You know, it's it's a little hard to do both at the same time. Exactly. But you, you do it very well. I will it's tell hard. You that. It's hard to to try to argue with Preston on issues of acoustics because he knows everything, and when I he's know mastering entire albums. I know yeah. so little. So it's a little so hard to argue little. against him yes. when he's. Yeah, he's I literally just taught myself how to do this off of YouTube, you know, and just went from there. That's I how feel these like things that's go. A lot of people, a lot of people have that like YouTube knowledge, and it gets you very far. It does, man. It gets you so far because I'm gonna tell you right now, I've learned so much off of YouTube myself. Math when I was trying to get through high school or college classes, or just like learning how to DJ too, just like simple shit. Most definitely, the thing that I always say about learning shit off YouTube specifically for the podcast, which I'm sure is applicable to everything else, especially with like DJing and other other hobbies along those lines where there's some type of technical art to it or something along those lines. When I was looking for something to find, sometimes it would take me two to three hours to find that answer. But in that search, the two to three hours, I would learn all this other shit that I didn't even think about and I was like, oh, word. Well, I didn't realize that. I'll write that down while well, I'm still looking for this one thing. Eventually, I'd find the one thing. And then I'd be like, well, shit. Now I like all these two to three other things that I just learned about also. Now I want to look into those things, too, and like learn more about that. And then that would bring me onto another branch of other shit, you know? So that YouTube education, man, it's it's some serious shit. It's definitely a rabbit hole that you can go on forever and ever and find really cool stuff and find some kind of weird stuff yes. and just find stuff <laughs> that you I you, you need eye bleach for. I don't You're just know. Like, why, why the fuck is this here? <laughs> like, well, yeah, exactly. You're like, I can't unsee this, but all right, I'm going to go on my day. <laughs> At least it's not like live league status with those things. Oh, though. yeah. No, it's mostly just weird memes and just like, like 
like stuff that blows out your speakers for whatever reason. I don't know why. That's a whole meme I in hate itself. That shit. It's like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this really calm. I hate like, that shit. It's just like, I hate that shit. Why? You know, since I mentioned Live League, did you ever frequent Live League? I wouldn't say I frequented it, but I definitely had a presence on there at some oh, point okay. in my <laughs> life. I guess you okay, know, everyone kind of was curious, like what what's going on on Live League? What's going anything, on over here? And all these people anything, are talking about anything goes on Live League. Sorry, I had to fix the fan real fast because I realized that this entire time the oscillating fan I have in here has not been blowing on our friend Caesar. No, whatsoever. I, I've been keeping it chill, you know. You know, keep actually, it chill. It, it, the fan has been blowing off the the wall, so it's just like been like a a, a very comforting, you know, kind of fan blowing on me. It's like a ricochet. Yes, exactly. That's what's up. So you heard a lot of freestyle growing up. What other music were you hearing a lot of growing up as well? Um, that was really the only music, at least from <laughs> my fa- from my parents' side, because my mom, I, 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 if you ask her who Jimi Hendrix is, she'd probably be like, "Yeah, you know what I mean? Fair like, enough. who's that?" Um, for the non-Spanish speakers, you know, like, I, 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 my mom didn't really know much music. My dad was the one that was really into, like I said, freestyle and Miami, ba- Miami bass music, which for ranges a lot to like booty bass. That's right. We like, didn't even talk about so Miami bass. Like such a huge thing with like you know miami bass and it's still a prominent like sound like they'll have miami bass like shows in miami every single every every year for like winter music conference or like just artists and stuff like that or you know stuff that's like breaks related i feel like there's got to be some shit there for miami music week too right more than likely for some type of miami bass shit oh 100 percent. it's all types of bass music i feel like and you know as there's people that have been going to like winter music conference for like 20 plus years and they grew up with that Miami based stuff. So it's just like, there's no reason not to have it out playing, you know, that's what's up, man. I feel like, Oh man, I feel like there's just so, I only just started going to Miami and actually kind of staying there. Any other time I'd been there, uh, within the past 10 years of being in Orlando, it would just be to go to a show and then come right back. Basically. So I never really actually experienced the city until maybe the past four to five months, I want to say. I know. Yes, I know. Wow, no, <laughs> People I, I raised my eyebrows. That's why it's like, I know. I'm like, wait, what? Look really? I'm the, surprised. The look on this man's face Well, yeah, now. I'm like, wow. Well, it makes sense because I'm going to tell you right now, Miami is good in short bursts. Yes. Because if not, you're going you're gonna to leave tired and broke yes and extra tired realize that quickly literally like as you're walking your wallets like dollars are flying out you know just to do anything and i can understand how you could get burnt out on it very quickly it would how or how miami could potentially chew you up and spit you back out oh no yeah and i grew up there and i know exactly what you're talking about especially with the traffic and the people there i'm gonna tell you right now generally speaking strangers are not very friendly as far as like comparing it to Orlando strangers, I go to a bar in Orlando, strangers will be friendly. I go to a bar in Miami, they're gonna kind of look at me like, where am I from? Who am I? Who am I? Where am I? What am I about? You What's know, your agenda exactly. Yeah. You know, are you driving me a Beamer? Do you have a boat? You know, like, and I have neither, so I don't want to be in that know, situation. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it's been interesting kind of realizing now what is going on in Miami because I never really never really knew, honestly, you know, like uh, until the past like five months. So I totally understand now how the, the these situations come about. 
And and you know what's interesting? I grew up in Miami before I was 21 years old, so I didn't really like early 20s didn't really experience the downtown Wynwood, Miami Beach lifestyle at all. I would only go down to Miami for like, you know, winter break or Thanksgiving or just random breaks when I could. So mm. I feel like I can't I actually I, I didn't mention this, but I had moved back to Miami about a year ago and I came back a year ago. And like I came I, I went to go check out the like guess the scene, see if I could get a good job. And it's just extremely expensive to live in Miami. It's, you're you're going to be paying double the rent. And I kind of knew this, but I kind of hope for the best. But it's just like, I don't know, Orlando's it's, it's more relaxed. It's way cheaper. And I don't know. I, I, I vibe here a lot more. I feel like this is more home to me than than Miami is. And I grew up there until I was 20 years old. Damn, you know, that's crazy. And, you know, it's it's only three and a half hours away. Four yeah, hours. Exactly. It's, it's Three and a half if you got a, like a lead foot, you know. Exactly. Like, but, you know, it's always it's always there to be able to visit and, and chill out and stay for yeah, a weekend. I, I, I know all the spots. Exactly. Come right weekend, back. <laughs> I, if that's what I'm doing. Hopefully next weekend I'm going to go check out all the cool winter music conference shows so over there. Is. Yeah. I'm not trying to spend too much money, but I know I'm going to spend a lot of money without even trying. But, you know, that's just how it is. It's Miami. You know, you go there for the, the experience. And there's just so much to do all the time. You know the homie Frankosaurus, right? Oh, you know, it's funny that you say Frankosaurus because I was I was thinking earlier, I'm like, how did I even meet Steezy? How, what's the story behind that? And it was through Frank. Was it really? Yes, through Frank. Now I need to hear yes. this because I don't even remember. No, no, it was just like a mutual thing. Like, yeah, this is my friend. He introduced us and that was it. Literally, I, 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 I just noticed that was it. How many years has it been? It's been a good number. It's probably been like what, four or five at, at least? least? Four or five. I moved up here twenty twelve. So and it's like what, twenty nineteen? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Jesus, man. Yeah, so this was seven, at least four or <laughs> five years ago. Seven Maybe. years ago when I moved here, but within the four or five years for yeah. sure. Damn, that's crazy, man. That is so crazy to think. I brought him up because he's actually going to be managing one of the stages at Winter Music. Really? Which yes, stage? Where the the one with boys noise apparently. Wait, is that the one at Lucky's? Oh, no, I don't no, know. Where's boys noise? Playing? I don't no, know. I saw boys noise at Lucky's. You know Lucky's? Yeah, so, yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, that's, no, it's this, pretty, no, pretty dope. They don't even have a stage there. What am I thinking? No, it must be like a huge place that he's doing his stuff. Apparently, he's so. usually doing like huge arenas. Apparently so. Yeah, he he got he was real hyped when he saw the text message because I was on I was chilling with him last weekend. He was here just for the weekend and he was uh he came with me to the Orlando City game which we got fucking trounced at Jesus Christ Orlando City get your shit together and uh just had to throw that out there you know just saying just saying you know I don't want to see you guys lose 3-0 the entire fucking game I'm saying I don't come there for that shit get your shit together anyways we're walking in the stadium and he says oh wow like he like gets hyped out of nowhere. He's like, "Yo, I just apparently got hired to manage one of the stages in Miami," and I was just like, "Okay, that's fucking cool." And then he rattles off the like the set list of everybody who's got sets, and I was just like, "Oh shit, I can't even remember everybody right now." But it's stupid. It's stupid. Oh yeah, no, this entire upcoming week in Miami is crazy. Ultra, I think, is two weekends, if I'm not mistaken. Now. That is so crazy. Yeah, man. like I don't know why. If anybody does the both those weekends, you're a monster. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what like, is going on with you. That's like, off to you. You 
You're living some life I cannot uh, it's live. It's above me. <laughs> I, your feet will hurt. You yes. probably are on some like you know Doctor Scholl's life. There's I can't some, tell you. Yeah, like, there's some other worldly shit going on there that I do not possess. You're walking on clouds. I don't know, man. But you're getting like B complex intravenously exactly pumped into you with like five HTP. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to just keep going and vitamins of all sorts. But anyway, yeah, this upcoming week is crazy in Miami. I'm gonna be there this upcoming weekend well not this weekend coming up but the following weekend the end of march really is what i'm trying to say word and i'm gonna check out the electric pickle which is a, a cool spot if you've I ever been there i know what this is electric pickle is a really cool spot it's like near winwood it's like five minutes away it's actually closing down a couple of months but it's been there for like 10 years and they have crazy it's mostly like electronic house soul funk stuff that they normally house but they'll do like sometimes crazy techno stuff you know Ooh. more electronic end of stuff um, but yeah, they're having stuff. So is Lucky. So is all of Winwood. I feel like I just walk around and just kind of find something to do there, probably Word. for free. True that. So you're getting these, you know, these two mainstays of Miami music culture, like young. It seems like no, it's in my roots. Definitely. So so how does that affect you and what you were interested in as a kid then? I it's it's interesting because I grew up kind of as a. I hate to say this, a pretentious indie kid in high school. I listened to like uh, very obscure indie indie rock bands, math rock. If you're into math oh, rock, I'm very into math rock. So yeah, we, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I'm very versed in that. That I was like, the more obscure the band, the better. For whatever reason, that was my mentality. I never told anybody about this, but I'm like, if nobody knows about this, it must be good, you know. I can tr- trust me. I totally understand. And I was I was that kid in high school, in middle school, but with hip hop. And it's the diggers mentality. Yes. It's the diggers mentality. And I was digitally digging back in the day. Now I'm like literally going through crates now because I collect records. So I'm like, I've gone like back in time somehow. It's come know, as circle. I'm getting older, yeah. I'm going back in time as I'm going older, you know. So it's just it's interesting. But yeah, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of math rock, crazy guitar stuff in high school and screamo, like real Midwestern screamo stuff that like I don't know, random people would know about if you know about Screamo, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just grew up with that, that kind of like rock music. And then as I got older, I'm like, I kind of like electronic music. And I got into Justice, if you're into Justice. Oh, fuck yeah. So Justice was kind of like the doorway into like more electronic music. I had heard like um Daft Punk when I was younger, like everyone else did. But it was really Justice that like kind of like opened the door for me to like house music and elect- and like disco because they're kind of funky. You know, they kind of oh, got like definitely. very funky bass lines and stuff like that which is very interesting to think about just because you know uh saying like you know you were into also you know like the math rock and screamo that obviously devolves from you know punk and hardcore as well exactly and all they were screaming was like disco is dead fuck disco all that shit but right i was into metal and punk and all that shit too and i love fucking house music and i love that that soulful fucking shit that comes from disco like you're right so it's so interesting to think about the dichotomies of the thought process of that back in the day and then now how we can just look at everything as a whole and and i'm going to tell you right now anybody that says they hate disco they like disco in one shape or form only because if you like hip-hop you like disco facts or soul or funk or any any variation or hybrid of the three because Hip-hop is so heavily sampled by disco that you wouldn't even think Facts. twice about it. Like, Facts. guitar riffs, synth lines, it's either slowed down or, or, or sped up. 
Biggie. If you like Biggie, you like disco. A hundred million percent. And most people probably don't think too much into it, but they're like, wow, I guess that's, you know, that's that's the roots of hip hop. Chopping up and sampling up, you know, disco soul and funk. Yep, exactly. And then you go to the point of in the 2000s where you literally have people like 50 Cent making songs like Disco Inferno. It that, says it right in the fucking Kanye. name. Kanye is a heavily sampler of like, you know, soul and, and, yes. and stuff like that, even to this day. So it's just like, if you hate disco, you're lying. Like Agreed. you mentioned earlier. You Agreed. Know? So you have a natural progression into the into the house music and the more electronic stuff. That, yeah, through Justice and stuff like that. And then I got into like, I guess, electro. And there was a huge thing like, what, like seven, eight years ago. Like electro, like boys noise was huge. And yes, like, they were. Like, um, what is this called? Uh, like other electro groups were really huge. And, and then that kind of died off. And then there was like Moombaton and that was huge. And like, just like, there's these waves of music that I would kind of wait, like right out. But at the same time, I still had, I guess the, the, the core values of what I liked at the same time. But now I just, I don't know, as I get older, I like chill groovy stuff. Literally mm. just, I'm digging for just, I don't know, hidden groovy gems. I, I, if I were to play like music DJ wise, I would just play like soul and funk and disco all the time. Just like groovy stuff that like is playing in the background. You want to nod your head to and you're like, oh, I've never heard this, but I kind of want to listen to it again and again and again, you know? Yep. I can either chill to this or I can dance to this right exactly now. Exactly that. And, you know, there's all sorts of that kind of energy in these kind of music and, and especially disco, soul and funk. It's very uplift, uplifting, generally speaking, or if not, it's more on the sadder end and you can kind of like, all right, I feel this energy, this sad singer, this vocal vocalist that's just pouring their heart out, you know? Most definitely. That's when music was more organic, you know? I agree. And not to, not to hate on electronic music, but, you know, back in the day, music was musicians literally sweating in the studio, trying to keep in time, like, oh, man, I hope this sounds good when we record it. Exactly. Because you know, they couldn't click it around like we can now, you know? So, and... You know, we do that now as a convenience and it sounds better. But at the same time, we're like, am I just listening to like a robotic beat? You yeah, know? that heart is lost. You don't necessarily get that. That extra oomph that you can feel that, when that someone swing, when swing. someone is actually committing the act of doing that. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're entirely right. And like I, instead I, of the act of hitting a, button. a, a key on a on a keyboard. Yeah. No, and, and and when you think about it, you know, how much of our music now is on that level, you know, organically know. speaking. Everything is overly produced to sound amazing on anything. Most definitely. You know, it's like it's like I heard somebody uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody a year or two ago. It was one of the big hip hop producers. And he was just saying something along the lines of like, well, all the people who say that they don't like electronic music, if you like hip hop music, you like electronic music because at this point, it's all electronic, all of it pretty much for the most part. There's not really cats like MF Doom that are not really, they're just using like, you know, like beat machines. I know some cats now, like shout out to the Roland Lau crew, they just use straight beat machines and the stuff they come out with these just beat machines, no computers, nothing is amazing. But there's not many people that do that now. Exactly. Maybe there is now there's a resurgence of the whole lo-fi beat, lo-fi hip hop, like lo-fi hip hop beats to chill and study to, you know, you throw that on, you're chilling. That's that, that, that's the new resurgence, but I don't know many people that are using beat machines. Everyone's just using a laptop, a computer, and it's just, it's just easier. Ableton. Ableton. Ableton's the the goat right now. Yep. Pretty much. It's the goat. 
It really is. And it it's lovely to see the people like the Rolling Loud crew that are still keeping that shit 100, you know, like, because you can't get those sounds in any other way no, but the, that. that crunchiness, the raw sound, you know, that you get out of those things is you can't get it anywhere else. It's just so, oh, man, it's just so refreshing every time I hear shit like yeah, that, and, too. Yeah, and they're playing every Sunday at, you know, Little Indies, yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and it's dope. Yes, yes, indeed. So this brings me, when did you start actually spinning yourself? When did you get that desire? I, I, that question is, I could probably be like, you know, count the amount of times I've been asked that question and it's the same answer, obviously, but I, I kind of forget how I did, but I kind of have to retrace it. So, you know, I got into justice and I was a bit of a music elitist listening to all this like obscure indie rock, math rock. And I was always sharing music with people, like as far as like rocks concerned. And then I got older, started listening to Justice, and I'm like, I'm in Miami, there's Ultra, there's, there's all these events. I'm like, wait, well, I like electronic music. That's, and I, you know, I kind of want to share that too. So I, st- I got a little DJ controller, like the shittiest DJ controller you can get. And I rocked that thing for a while. I was doing little house parties. Do you remember the name of said shitty DJ yes, controller? Yes, it was a shitty Vestax controller that the the equalizers weren't knobs they're like sliders or they just it was a mess Some but shit. I, yeah it was just it, it was good for buttons that's all it was and maybe the little filter that it had but at the end of the day I do very skeleton mixing I feel like less is more when you're mixing like if you can make thing two things sound great without doing much to it then I feel like you're mixing pretty well because you don't want to add effects you want to like at least if you want to you don't depending on your mixing style but I'm very bare bones, you know. I let the song basically do its thing for I feel the most. That. I try to, you know, and also blend and make it seem like, wow, is this the same song? Is it not? Whatever. That's just how it is. I you mean, know? That, that harkens back to how DJing was in its infancy, for sure. I mean, there wasn't really anything besides the when turntablism started coming around and scratching, but that shit didn't even come out until a good little bit later. Those original house parties. And block parties in the 70s, you know, late 70s to early 80s, it was just straight mixing like that. Yeah, no, most it part. was just you had your records, they were beat up as fuck, and you you played them out and you scratched them out, you know? There's no filters, like, no none nothing, of that shit. Nothing, no, not at all. You had maybe a crossfade or some volumes. Yep, like, that's that it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, not even just volumes, I don't know, like, and you just made it work and scratched away, like, you know, Grandmaster Flash and things like that, or people like that, I should say. Those were like the OGs of scratching, inventing different scratch Most styles. Definitely. Shouts out to DJ Cubert too, because I was listening oh, yeah. to some Cubert he, today. He's always cutting it up on on Facebook. He has these crazy live videos, and I'm like, he, I I saw him, uh, I guess, showcase a brand new um, mixer that was crazy, and, and and he's really good at scratching with it. And I was just like, wow, he's still like in the game hard. Cubert is nasty, he, dude. Yes. Jesus. He, I love I love me some turntablism. I wish that I could sit in the house and chill with some other people and listen to, you know, that, that turntablism type of shit. And then when I try to do that, I realize like not everybody's into it. Like we are. <laughs> no, you're right. And honestly, I didn't really get into it until the past couple of months. Like when I was younger, like I would say nine years ago when I first listened to DJ clever and DJ craze on this mixtape called mm. uh, scratch nerds. If you've heard of it. I have not. It's his first, scratch tape with dj craze and it's insane this is like actually from 15 years actually 17 years ago came out in 2002 but i i heard in 2008 2010 Word. whatever anyway i was listening to that stuff just like oh this is cool i wasn't really thinking much into it 
I wasn't collecting records, so I just didn't really see the value. And I'm like, these are cool sounds, but I didn't think about how the sounds were made or, you know, what the songs, how, how you get to that point. So it wasn't until more recently that I, ha- I bought a pair of turntables and a mixer and I just started scratching up and it, I, I love it, man. It's just like you have this whole feel. You feel the records. You never get to feel a song out. When do you literally feel a song? When do you touch a song? Rarely ever. You know what I mean? Like you're literally yep. touching a song. So you spending a lot of vinyl then now? Yeah, I would say it's not my main, you know, my main workhorse as far as like when I'm spinning. But, um, you know, for these monthly record parties that I spin, I'll, I'll throw vinyl. And, um, you know, when I'm trying to do like a cool like surprise set somewhere and I'll, I'll, I'll throw down some vinyl as well. It, right now, I actually have not bought vinyl in a couple or records I haven't bought records in a very long or i would say like two three months because it's just taking up so much space in my living room right now Dude, i feel that so <laughs> i'm like i put my foot on the on the on the brake pedal i'm like mm, let me not buy a record unless i really really want it before i'm like this is a cool cover it needs to be part of my collection mm, do i really want this do i want people to listen to it that's that is the one thing that i've been like really paying attention to i'm like will i be able to play this out will people want to listen to it you know at the same time, will I enjoy it, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Like, I'm trying to get the most value out of these records. Most even definitely. Though I'm, like, just digging through, you know, dusty crates Countless and stuff. crates, yeah. Oh, trust me. I, I know the digging. I know It's been a while because there was a, a period where I got heavy into it, and then I realized I had to stop very quickly because I was literally spending all of my money on records. Now I just spent all my money on shoes. I need to stop that shit, too. But... I need to go back to buying records though, because I, I feel like the instead of like the fucking shoe bullshit, like those are tangible, tangible items that I can continue to use. Those shoes are just gonna break down over time. If I take good care of my records, I can keep them for such a beautiful like, long time. No, you're you're right. When you think about it, like I have a lot of records from like the seventies and eighties. These records are older than I I am. I'm holding something that is older than me and it's making sounds, you know? It's kind of crazy when you think about that, like this technology, and there's a huge resurgence of it now too, you know? Exactly. You go to, you go to like Best Buy, there's more records than there are CDs. You go to Barnes went, and Nobles. I went into it's Target all, yesterday yes. just to buy cat food, and I'm walking by, and they got fucking vinyl at Target. Yeah, no, they have everything now. I was like, it's, what? It, this, growing up, I never saw dude, that shit at Target. I, mean, you go I was to like, BJ's what? now and buy like records, probably like, for cheaper than you would Target or something that like shit that. Is but so yeah, crazy, man. It, it, it's it's interesting because I feel like you know, like like we were just saying, it's something that you can touch, but at the same time, the artwork is so nice. Sometimes yes. you're just like. Wow, it folds up, folds up three different ways. It has some crazy inner sleeve that yes. does some cool stuff. It's a puzzle. Es- I don't know. Especially growing up as uh, in our generation, like around our age, we still grew up with CDs before everything was completely digital. So we still did have the act of also reading liner notes and shit like that when an album came out. But you it know? was so tiny, dude. Like it was very I mean? tiny. Like a CD, you could probably fit like nine CDs on a record. It, you know? it was tiny. But the act of reading the liner notes was still something that we like, or at least myself, I cherished. I I was like, yo, like I can see who did everything and on the, every the song. Little liner, like secret little notes. Yep, you have there's to pull little it out, shout outs. Out of, you have to like, pull it out of the CD case. You're like, what? Yes, all the all the extra shit that you could find in there, and you don't get that shit anymore. You don't get any of those liner notes. It's all digital, man. Yep, everything's just digital. Spotify, that, YouTube. You that know? whole concept of kind of even you know like. I don't know. I, maybe I was the only person doing this, but like when I would get a new album, 
I wouldn't even put it on right away because I'd be looking through all the notes really fast and I'd just be like taking it all in and just almost trying to trying to make an assumption of what I was going to get from just what was in the liner notes. So you're kind of making like your own preview. You're like almost in your head, yes. using your imagination, just yes. watch or reading, you know. And then put the CD in and then just kind of lay back and like look at all the artwork and all this shit at the same time. And yo, being able to discover like because I didn't know about vinyl as a kid at all, getting older and then being able to discover that I could do that same shit and actually not have to squint my eyes and look at it in the vinyl form. Like, oh, my God. It's it's interesting because, you know, it's it is older than CDs, but you didn't see that until you were older. Exactly. You know, CDs are just highly convenient. You pop that thing in your car, you're good. Yep. Try to pop a record in your car. I want to see that happen. I don't know? think, I don't even think that my parents, I don't even know if they had record players back in the day. My I, parents didn't, my dad didn't. Because I mean, definitely, not, I don't know if they had record players before we were born or anything, but we definitely didn't have any in the house that when I was living with them, obviously, you know, yeah. that sounded stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. But yeah, they didn't, they definitely didn't have a record player in the house. It was only cassette tapes. And CDs. I remember cassette tapes, but I remember CDs a lot more. Well, you know, I, I I didn't really buy any cassettes when I was younger. I bought like a handful of CDs when I was younger, but yeah, I, I didn't. Like CDs were I didn't. Prevalent. I didn't buy any cassette tapes, uh, but my parents definitely had cassette tapes that they were rocking. When I started buying music, it was definitely in the CD era. Shouts to ninety-eight degrees. Yeah, no burning CDs and stuff like that, making your own little playlist and. You know, filling that CD up with Sharpie of every yep. song, and it just circles around the CD. Yep. You're, you're trying to do some cool little art that yes. spirals in there. Oh yeah. yes, oh yes. And then you had to make the ill mix CD to give to the homies, most definitely. The homies, or to the lady and the, and the honey dips. Yes, you, know? you already know. You already yeah, exactly. Know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's uh what's going on with the with any shows in the future for you besides um, the besides the vinyl? This thing? vinyl night on Sunday. Other than that, I don't really have anything that. Uh, you know coming up down the line um in particular i am trying to like hook up some stuff on my own you know i guess i could talk about it now but it, it not in huge depths but yeah i i do want to do um some sort of a disco soul related like party because that's all i play now and like i feel like you know a lot of people are like i like i was saying earlier really appreciate it as far as the sampling and hip-hop and stuff like that so I might do like a disco party coming up soon. That's a really there's there's me like figuring out the logistics, location, maybe Geek Easy. I'm not gonna say it again, but maybe <laughs> Geek Easy, you know. Um, and that place is really cool. They have really crazy visuals. Um, I might do something there. We'll see. But yeah, no, I, I don't really have anything in particular. I, honestly, I put a lot of my t- attention and energy into visual art, which actually I haven't really spoken to we you have much, not. or if not at all about it. No. Which, um, if, if I want to break it down really, really shortly, I'm just staring out, staring at glitched out TVs like at night in the dark, trying to make some cool art out of it. You know what I mean? So and and these old TVs too. If you if you remember the old box style TVs, the CRT TVs, you know that you fucking slap the side of it to try to get it to work better yep. when it's like you get know get that picture just exactly. right. Exactly, and it's when you when you're younger, you know, trying to get that HBO channel that's all static and it's like not static and it's like you know doing your thing. But yeah, I, I do glitch art now. Um, 
essentially what I do is I take old video gear from the 80s and 90s and I circuit bend it, if you're familiar with the term circuit bending. Yes. So for people that don't know what circuit bending is, have you ever seen somebody take apart a Furby and attach some wires and buttons and knobs to it and make some crazy demonic sounds out of it? That's circuit bending on an audio level. I'm doing it on a video level. I take like this video gear and I make it do some crazy textures, crazy colors and you know it's stuff that like you would never expect to see at all and it's you know i don't know i feel like it's kind of therapeutic i'm i've 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 been into art but i've never been able to like really create things that that like i guess people enjoy visually speaking so this is this is interesting because I, i i started my instagram and i see people commenting and i'm like wow people really like the stuff that i'm making i guess and it's, up, pe- and it's not even my friends it's like people from all over the world like california new york italy and i'm talking to like different visual artists from all over the world two people that are, are working like for arianda grande's like music videos doing visuals for their well, stuff shit. so i'm talking to them on instagram I'm like what is going on like well, these guys are doing stuff that like has four million views in a month and i'm over here just getting into it so you know this is just getting started and that's where you know i'm concentrating my energy into now so that's what's up man how many tvs do you have right now <laughs> i have three tv three C- actually five two little tiny black and white ones which i bought because i'm like yeah i'm gonna use these but i'm like uh i like color color is a little bit more useful but yeah. i have three crt tvs one big one two small ones the two small ones are good for like portability the big one i'm using for like taking pictures video and stuff like that. And I don't know if you if you know this, but these old style TVs, if you throw a glitched out signal to them, they handle it a lot better than throwing it on like an LED or LCD TV. Only because everything is digital now. So when you're thinking ah. about these old signals, everything's analog. So if you throw an analog signal at something that's digital, it takes this analog signal, converts it, and then does what it does. That makes sense. Because I don't know shit about cars, but I've heard... Uh, people who are into cars say the same thing about that with now, especially how all cars nowadays are built mainly off with of a computer system. Exactly. It's yeah. different than when it was back in the day. It was just, you know, everything was just straight analog, mechanical. Cables, the, wires. The guy knew what he needed to look for. Exactly. But now with the computer system, you have to like run diagnostics yeah, on the computer. Reprogram the computer, yep. tune it up, calibrate it. Just, just to like, fix one thing in the car. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing so much analog stuff now with TVs, records. I'm like, how old am I? What am I? Where am I going <laughs> with this? Like, what, what, I'm just going back, back and back, you know. So it's, it's inter- an interesting ride as far as visually speaking, because like with this uh, glitch art, it's extremely experimental. So whatever I make, I is a highly slim chance that I can recreate it to the, like exact to what it is yeah because, definitely you know tvs is just like electrons flowing around inside you know it's just like how it's feeling that tv it's is more like, in the moment exactly yes you know i can kind of tweak to what i can do but you know at the same time it's just like very very experimental so i'm like you know screw it i'm gonna take a picture of this save it and well i think i'm totally with you on the idea of uh i wouldn't say necessarily just you know running back to or like are getting older and you know running back to that type of shit. I feel like just with the oversaturation of a lot of the shit we have nowadays, especially with having a phone in our hands at all times of the day, when we can have that those few moments where we can kind of take a step in the past and just 
zone out and not think about anything and just think about the record that we've got playing right then or just think about the TV that you're fucking with at the time. You know, it's that moment of zen where you're you're kind of just like you're back to square one and you're out of this rat race of crazy shit that's going on in 2019 all the time. No, you're right. To be honest, everything is extremely high def, 1080p this, you know what I mean? I can I can watch videos now and I'm staring into dude's pores, you know what I mean? Do I really want to be doing that? Yep. Not really. So everything's just so HD now that I feel like people just, like you said, want to take a step back and literally want to stare at static. You know what I mean? Yep. Listen to lo-fi. Lo-fi beats in the background that you can kind of listen to. They're there, but it's you, it's not over 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 empowering, you know, or overpowering in the sense that like that's not what your where your mind is at, but it's just in the background playing. You know? Yeah, like my video camera that I film with. It's not a DSLR. It it uses mini DV tapes. It uses film. Oh, so you're on like that palace tip then? I know. Oh, Oh, yes, is on the, like VHS. Yes, like I know son. they're super grainy, but it's great. You know what I mean? I love Palace, man. Palace is the Palace is the fucking shit. But yeah, I've I've definitely been on that tip for a minute. I'm, I got a VX uh, twenty one hundred. I'm trying to get a VX one thousand because they are worlds better. Just what what brand of camera is that? Sony. Sony. Ooh, yes. No, Sony's dude. They make cameras. The TVs that they make, dude. I can go on for days. They're the CRTs. They knew their stuff back in the day as far as technology, so the color and stuff like that. The colors, yeah. the sound, everything. Yep. Like, it's yep. just, whew, everything's so crispy. Yep. Crispy. And nowadays, it's funny because I grew up watching all of these videos, all these skate videos that were made on VX1000. Really? And Is that what these music videos, or not music videos, skate, skate videos were, were made on? Oh, for the most part, yeah. Because really? the VX1000, I wish I had it. Oh, I do have it right here, actually, with me. Let me pull it out right now. The VX1000 just has this handle on it that makes it so easy to be able to film lines with. So when you're following people and on their board, or wow. yeah, you're on your board following awesome. another person on their board, and they're doing you know multiple tricks in it's a like row. An ergonomic handle, I'm guessing. Pretty much, almost. It it was basically built for skateboarding while not being built for skateboarding. Oh, because I'm sure I'm sure you know it's big. Like I'm looking at you unsheath it from its bag, you know. Well, you know, it's not too big, yes, but it's not too damn, big that at lens all. Is beautiful. I know, right? I'm wow. saying, and it's just is perfect. that a wide wide angle or no? No, but you but can get some wide you, shots with that. I've I'm got sure. no, I've got a fisheye to attach to it. Ah, yes, yes, wow. indeed. So like so older skate videos were all filmed on this thing that you're um, holding in your hand. For the most part, yeah. It looks like it's like ten pounds or something, maybe fifteen. They first here. I'll let you hold it. They first started out filming skate videos with like high Ooh, eight. This is this is a this is a beast. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a beast. It'll you know it'll it'll work out oh your man, forearm. I've seen some some good stuff, I'm sure. Oh buddy, oh buddy, this is a new thing. This guy kind of is uh slipping off now. It's a it's an old oh, old camera. Eyepiece. Yes, yes, it still works. You know, you just gotta slip it back in there. Yeah. But uh, they started filming with mainly like high eight shit like that. That I've I've heard. I keep hearing about high eight. I need to learn a little bit more about that because I I heard that's like a highly popular format that they were using back yes. in the day. Now yeah. even now for some reason. Yeah, it high eight's definitely coming back. I I had a friend who came in here who she's a photographer, and she shoots film. And after the podcast was done. She like pulled out a camera. She's like, "Oh yeah, I have this high eight camera. Let me take some footage of you." I was like, "You have a high eight camera? What?" Like I was blown away. I was like, "Yo, that is so dope." She's like, "Oh yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing." How does she like, develop that film on her own? Apparently, she yeah, she does it on her own now. Wow, which is no, crazy. That, that's props. Um, yeah, my shit's dumb. But I'm oh, not okay. worried about that. Um, um, but yeah, so 
And then it went to the VX after that because this was just like the natural progression. They were using the VX probably from mid-90s, I want to say, up until HD really even took over. So like, like zero new blood and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. That's VX for sure. All the zero videos are VX. Zero wow. to this day, zero puts out their videos in VX. I'm not surprised, man. The The videos were crisp and clear back then, and it's like, why why mess with the quality in any way, shape, or form? Honestly, I prefer watching the VX videos to, like, HD videos. I really do. Like, yeah. you, I mean, obviously everything is so much clearer and whatnot in HD, but it doesn't have that same... And at the same time, you're just literally just staring the dude at the dude and his board. You're not staring at the grass on the sides. You don't have to see the grass blossoming exactly. live. You exactly. know, like just doesn't have that same feeling. So I I completely feel you on the analog style of things for sure. It's just like I feel like for people like us, it's a certain itch that we have to scratch. That you know, for me personally, I know I just get over encumbered with some shit. With the fast-paced world, and I'm like, man, I just want to like, I just want to look at this record for a little while and just think about it and look at the grooves as the the needle just goes through that thing. And no, you're right. Just like lay down on the on the record player and sit on your couch and just kind of just sit there and then wait until you have to flip it to play the other side. Yep, you know? <laughs> yep. Stuff that actually required you to work it to uh, to enjoy it to enjoy the entertainment value of it. I love that shit though. Yeah, now everything's convenient. So at the top, uh, the touch of your button or a touch of your hand, touching a button on in an app, you know, everything's just extremely digital. Most definitely. What was the name of the? What's the name of the uh, Instagram for the glitch art again? Ooh, chromatic artifacts. Yes. <laughs> right. So follow me on there. You know, I I do right now. It's all just stills, just pictures. I'm about to start doing video soon. I'm just kind of cooking up some interesting stuff. I, I do want to work with like local photographers, local videographers, and you know, kind of just cook up some really cool glitchy stuff. I also want to make some music videos. I'm like have this itch to make some music videos. I don't know why. And um, the school that I work for, because I do IT for a school. If you've ever heard of the LA Film School, mm. right? So the LA Film School is a film school in LA on-ground school but they also have an online program which is located in orlando here so i manage the it for their offices and stuff like that they're online instructors this online film school or not well online film school but this film school as a whole there's some really big names that graduated from there like flying lotus graduated from there and um some like really big name kind of uh directors for music videos and stuff like that so like i feel like i should take take uh i guess advantage of the resources i have so I might start doing that. I might start coming out with some yeah. interesting stuff. We'll see, you know. But, yeah, that's what I'm doing in my free time. Just glitching, scratching, and other, I guess, uh, verbs. Dude, you know? run that shit up, man. I'm hyped to see, the. I'm hyped to see one, the videos. And I'm hyped to see, two, the, uh, the scratching work. Because I, I feel like once you get into that, like, I feel like it just, like, envelops you oh no and it's so interesting because i think i told you i met dj clever and he's like you know a scratch god og i met him yep. at this after party after everything was closing down you know me and my roommate came up to him more like yo we run this uh record party etc cetera, etc cetera. and my roommate just so happened to have these holographic stickers of our logo on it three of them and he's like hey i'm gonna give it to him so he gives him one and he looks and he's like what these are holographic who made these and it's a funny story how I got these made. It was actually a designer in the UK that does 
like uh, banners for like artists that do like boiler rooms, like electronic artists in the UK. So like his style is very, very unique. And he made the logo and we got the sticker on a holographic thing. So we give it to this, this guy and he's like, wow. And you haven't even seen the logo yet, but it's basically a hand on top of a record, like on the grooves and stuff. It's, you know, it says Groove City. So he just, he, he really appreciated that. He's like, wow, do you have any more? And my roommate's like, yeah. And he just happened to have two more. So we'll see what he does with those stickers. But this guy, like he, he has his own custom head shells on his like little, um, on his, on his needles and everything. So like he, he's super legit. It was super cool. We gave him a sticker and he even said to keep in touch. So maybe secret DJ clever group city. I don't know, but yeah, exactly. Ill man. That's very ill. So nothing but good things in the works. I, I feel like, yeah, you know, just trying to be staying creative, you know, and if, um, like everyone has bad days, off days and, if you have an off day, I feel like if you're listening to music or trying to do something creative, it kind of just like you pour yourself into it, you know, sometimes and you get some very interesting results. So that's Most what I've definitely. been doing. Most definitely. I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Do you have any last words that you would like to share with the people of the world? Anything. No pressure. Well, uh, last words as far as this, this particular Steezy's, Steezy's Trap House episode, you said 250 something? 256. 256. So this 256 episode, Um, last words, if you're listening, come check out this record party that I'm having on Sunday. It's fun. You can play 15 minute sets of whatever. Like it, you, 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 you don't even have to have like any experience with records or turntables. You come up, play some records. I can teach you. No worries. It's literally just like an experience to share music and bond with other people, you know? So that's one of the last words. And then also, you know, follow me on my glitch art, chromatic artifacts. I'm glitching out TVs. It doesn't even look like you're looking at a TV, these pictures. So like, you know, I kind of edit it. So it's just like a picture looks glitchy, whatever. So yeah, those are my last words. I would say. Damn right. I want to thank the homie Caesar for coming in. Shouts out to this man. If you haven't seen him, DJ, He has got some funky, funky sets for you. This man had the motherfucking electric slide going at Chicken and Beer, yo. That shit was wild. The whole room. Yeah, no, and it was was, uh, an experience. Shouts out to Chicken and Beer. Mad love to every single one in that crew. And they had me play, and I played a lot of soul, disco, funk, yes. bass. But a lot of the, a lot of people really enjoyed the disco and soul stuff that I play. Like it was refreshing, cause I mean, I mean, uh, mostly people are going to Chicken and Bearded usually to just like turn the fuck up. Yeah, bass music, electronic music. Yes. but you're not really listening to like Luther Vandross. You know what I mean? Yo, like, when you started playing and you were hitting that soulful shit, I was like, Yo, this is dope. Cause it, like I said, it was just refreshing. It was a, like a breath of fresh air in there. It was it was yeah. needed no, and I, it was perfect. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I saw you filming too. I'm like, he's getting some good footage. Oh yeah, I'm still I'm still sitting I'm, on I'm it. Warren, I'm I was gonna ask you, you like you, you know. took some secret footage that I I don't feel like anybody's seen yet. No to be one honest. has really seen it. No, no. And you were on the sidelines getting like the live, you know. Dude, I got some shit. Let's let's leave it at that. Okay, like, well, I feel like I have like a whole project that I need to like. Well, really let me just... see the good stuff at some point or another. Oh, I like, got I, like that night was it was so fun. It was kind of a blur in that sense, you know. Like so much happened, so much good music, see, so many I people. Feel, I feel like I want to let it just like, you know, that I want the memories to die out for a couple more months, 
Oh no, you're right. No, and then just I'm already at that point, so I'm just, just itching to, to, to yeah, see it. That's what I'm saying. And then just hit everybody hard with it, and then all of a sudden, just like poof, out of nowhere, and like, oh fuck, I remember that. It's gonna be good when it comes out. Trust me. Trust me. I've Is got it gonna some, be uh, raw or unedited. I think it might be. I'll probably do like a couple things. I'll probably like release raw footage as well, and then I'll have an edited video. I'll probably okay. do edited video released like a first. montage kind of thing. Yeah, okay. and then maybe like just release raw footage Ooh, after. No, yeah, no, the very end, dude. The very end, yeah. I don't even have to say anything Oh, trust more. me. That is, yeah. I got some, some shit during that, to say the least. Man, I got so many other people sweat that <laughs> I'm not even complaining. I enjoyed it. It's so fucking wild. Like, I, trust me, you're going to love it because... As we're talking about this, I'm thinking of specific shots. This I've already seen all the footage. I've already watched it all. Oh man, I'm, I'm sure thinking of the popcorn specific watching. shots that happened during that night that are just oh so tasty, oh so tasty. Oh, it's gonna be good. Well, I'm I'm, I'm waiting. That's all I can say. It's gonna be good. With all that being said, go watch this man DJ. Go do the damn thing. Yeah, no, I'll post about it soon. If not, you know, like I said, come out over to the vinyl over, party. Come out to the vinyl party. Have to have vinyl, just come through, check out some cool tunes. That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and maybe get a vegan little meal thing. I don't know what they got in Stardust, but they're all sorts of friendliness as far as their food is concerned. So, indeed, indeed. If you have any sort of dietary dietary restrictions, you, you're good there. They got you, yeah. Yes, once again, shouts out to the head, the homie Midnight Inspector. Thank you, Caesar, for coming oh, in. Thank you for having me, Steezy. Appreciate it. No worries. You can follow me personally on Twitter at the Steez Trap and on Instagram at the Steez Trap. And with all that good shit aside, we are out for today, y'all. Much peace and love.